Kayanos, 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 fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos.
according to the scriptures, began to say, at Cana in Galilee. That was where Jesus began to do his miracles. That is the starting story that was told in that encounter that Jesus had. Actually, Jesus didn't want to start a few things then. He needed to still keep himself away from some certain people. The Bible says that after some time, a mother went and met him and said, the wine for this feast has finished. I want to ask, did Jesus have glory with him? Does he have a place where they produce wine? Why is it that the mother left maybe people that said, people that produce and went to Jesus and said, the wine has finished. on some people, it means that there are some possibilities that those people have that is not common to every other person. Guess what? Then many more people might not know, but if you people know, they want to know. So, Jesus, even when Jesus said, it is not my time, the mother went to the back because he knows the capacities and capabilities of the son, the one he's talking about. He went to the people that were around and said, Whatever he tells you, make sure you do it. That's not my point, really. Now, when those things happen, after some time, Jesus said, Let me help you. So he told them, Fill this place with water. And they fill those places. He said, Take one cup to the uh, shaman of Bibles. When they brought it to the shaman of Bibles, he took once. When they drank it, he said, What is this? I thought, The best of the wines are kept. For the beginning of the ceremony. Why is it that it is now that we are drunk on that you now brought the best of the wine? I'm giving you a parable. The best of the wine is there for the last. It's a parable. It's a parable. It's a parable. the person that was blind and Jesus Christ laid hands on him and told him what do you see? Because sometimes when, when preachers pray for people and it's as if it didn't happen and people think it didn't happen, it happened. The anointing is released. You know when he leaves. If the anointing leaves me, I know he has left me. Just like Jesus came, the woman with the issue of the womb touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, Faith you left me. Somebody touched me. Peter looked at him and said, Master, why are you doing like this now? You know, he is like, he is, uh, he is just telling him, Master, when did you start doing like Momo man? Everybody is pushing you, pushing you. And you are saying, who touched me? See, the people, the crowd that is strong. Jesus said, somebody touched me by faith and which left. Now, I wouldn't have known People are touching me, but I wasn't aware of the touch. One thing that one thing made me aware. So when the anointing leaves, you will know. So when you minister, he will minister a few days. 
that they can continue working, continue working. Over some time, it will be perfected. That is why Jesus came to the blind person and said, when he ministered to him, he said, how is your sight? The guy said, I see men like trees. I see men like trees. So Jesus Christ said, come here again. He came and he ministered to him the second time. And when he asked him, how is your sight? He said, I can see clearly now. So I want to tell you that the work of God is actually progressing in the life of the believer. The intent of God is that when he brings you in to his kingdom, he begins to give you a series of encounters that will bring you to the ultimate point. Remember, the target for every believer, the scripture told us in the book of Ephesians, is that we might attend to the fullness of the stature of Christ Jesus Christ. So the implication of that is until a man has the capacities and possibilities that was available to Jesus Christ, he has not attained to stature. There is still work to be done. The Bible says Jesus did this thing and left an example for us. So when we come, we come again expecting a new mission, a new way, God comes to work upon our life. You come hungry, you come desperate. What I have yesterday is not enough. Today I seek one again. Until my life is protected, until my family is protected, I stop not, I stop not, I stop not. If the day came, Elijah told Elijah, said, stop here and let me go and answer the Lord. He's calling me in another city. He said, Oh, my brother, the Lord liberty, you live it. I will not let you. He came to another city. He said, Let me go. He said, No, you, your spirit liberty, the Lord liberty, I will not let you go. He continued to continue, continue, continue until the point. The man of God comes and looks at him and says, What do you even want? Well, you need to get to that point. When Jesus asks you, What do you even want? Uh, yeah. That is the point that things become possible. Possibilities are allowed. See, everything is not possible at all times. And you see, these three things begin to click around your life. And you can see the pointers. The pointers, part of it is that you are in this place, you could have been anywhere else. God begins to walk in your life, begin to walk in your life. The world that is coming out is coming with conscious power. The world itself is strong enough. It's not every word that is spoken, it's not every word that is preached that is the word of God. Yeah, I know that they say, let's listen to someone and preach. No, that's not. Some of the 70% of what is coming out from the people these days is just let people go there. They are in. And you go to church, sometimes you come back. Certain people that flow in the spirit that have touched some places go you are in and child. Same as if your secret place is even more, more robust than even the things that are in the church. Yeah, the person cannot break that life. He can't break the break so that the people will be fed. They come back hungry. Oh, no wonder the Bible says there is a curse that is coming upon the generation that is coming. He said that curse is the scarcity of bread. There is no fresh bread again. So when you see fresh bread, like it is not fresh until the spirit comes on it. It is the spirit that makes the world alive. And it's that component of life that has the capacity to make you to grow. Without that life, anything you receive is left. And let that kill you. Somebody will talk to you, be after that what has no capacity to change your life, to transform you. But meanwhile, you listen to something, you can start stealing some things that are happening to me. Yeah, you. You might not know people that have experienced it and they just know that things are happening already. There is a transformation that is happening in your life. There are decisions you are taking. There are things you have decided to do after this program. 
and the intent of God is that we take the shape, the same shape, the same set of mindset that Jesus operated with. Now, the major thing, the major thing in Christendom first, after you are born again, is first of all a change of mindset. It is those change of mindset that informs the decisions and actions that you take. Because let we will take it down. Because the very mindset of Jesus informed a series of actions that he took. If you come down to that place, because he now said that even though he is God, he decided to just take another shape. Yeah. Because there is a mindset, there is a state of mind that a believer should have. There is a state of mind, there is an approach mentality that we have when we come before God. It is that approach mentality that determines how much we can receive from God. Now, you can decide to come anyhow, but when you want to do business with God, there is a protocol of approach. You, you don't come anyhow. And it's something that makes, you, makes it possible for God to relate with you in some certain dimensions. Now, remember, there is something that is a protocol. But Jesus needs to take a certain shape of mind to be able to interface with those realities. Yeah, that is why the Bible says that when we come to the word of God, we come with meekness. It's only meekness and humility that you can grasp the word that is able to build you up. Now, anytime you approach God like this, there is a way you come. Come in case uh, maybe you are ready to be just after two people. Is it not true? Is it the first time you are hearing this? No, but there is a meekness you come. Knowing that inside that world is not yet another mystery that God wants to compare to us. So the Bible says, let this mind be what in you. Continue, sir. This was also in Christ Jesus. Now, this is just you can rest on. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. Okay, let me make it simple in a way we understand. He said, start thinking like this. Anytime you want to think, think like this. And the one I'm telling you to think is the way Jesus taught also. And that way is that even though he is equal with the Father in fact, just as we are seeing yesterday, he is the eternal one that is present in the bosom of the Father. He came. He, he decided because of the sake of man to relinquish his his faith, you know, we know what faith, he, he relinquished the fact that he is God, so that he will be able to achieve the very purpose for which he came. Now, let me tell you, if when Jesus came, he came as a human being, he came as a God, he wouldn't have been, you know,
I know some of you want encounter, want to do this. There is an encounter that you have with you. You will lose compartment of yourself. You you can't you can't be left in someone who who must for the next. That means you are not the, the state of heart has not been set in place. There is a few confidence that needs to be in place so that you be able to, to, to interface with that accurately. It is not enough for us to seek God. We have to seek Him the right way. The few things we are looking into this morning. Hallelujah. He said, Let this might be you that was in Christ Jesus. For Him to prove the cause of redemption, He has to lay down His days. He is even with God, but He laid it down so that He will be able to achieve something else. In the achievement of that agenda that, that He set out to do, he cannot actually be coming down with all that is lost and slender. You can be Because there is something that there is something you seek. Yeah, if, if, if you want to seek that thing and you want to receive it, there is a few things you will lay down. One of them, what you know. All those things you know, you think you know about God. They are not. I beseech you to be humble and learn today. Yeah, there is something that God is bringing to you. Anytime you think you know, that's when you think you know Anytime you think you have arrived, that's when that's when the flow stops. The intent is that from time to time you begin to cry out to him, I am hungry. Now that is why Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 3, he said, I have not come to you, I have not come as if I have attained. But this one thing I do, leaving those things that are behind, I press forward towards the mark of the price of the iconic of God in Christ Jesus Christ. And he said one thing, that I know that them that are of the same mindset will also have the same attitude towards the pursuit of God that I may know Him. Now, continue with this. Yeah. Of 
thing. Let me come one more time. God's approval is the seal upon a thing or a person, thereby adopting him into his eternal scope of oppressions by the putting on of his name on that thing or person. So when you hear this definition, you can understand. Revelation that Paul is bringing to us in this book of Philippians chapter 2 from verse 4. Now remember from my definition, the goal and intent of approval is to receive a name. Now remember, whenever God comes to the children of Israel, in fact, any time they want to go into battle and some things are tough, one of the prayers that the children of Israel make is that. Remember that these people are the people that you have put your name upon. I want to ask a question. What is the name? We might not have time to do that Bible study. What is the Bible study? Okay, somebody says name is identity. So name is identity. But spiritually, name is beyond identity. It's identity. The worst definition you can give a name is nomenclature, you know. Maybe they call you uh, I don't know, Joseph. No, 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 that means nothing. The best that that, is, uh, that gives you is identity first, not even nomenclature. But in the realm of the spirit, the name is beyond identity. Yeah, it's identity, but it's beyond identity. Remember when the scripture says, Where do you obtain a cutter in my name? The name of Jesus is a, is a specific location in the spirit. Oh no. Probably you have read that scripture now. He said, We are two or three scattered in my name. If you must see, there are factors and realities that operate in the name that is beyond even identity. So that anybody that finds himself in the vicinity of that reality. You don't need to say anything. You don't even need to call the name. You don't even need to know. What you think is the essence of that name. It begins to comfort. So a name is the full, the full importance of all the authority that a man carries. So a name is beyond identity. It's also, in fact, it's a manifestation of the full authority and essence of a person. So when I give you my name, all the possibilities that are given to me, everything that I can do, for example, you enter an office like this, they said, and is take up with that sentence. As far as all those people that you were sent to are concerned, it doesn't matter whether you are like this. As far as those people are concerned, you are the government. Until they said otherwise, all the man did is to give you his name. By the giving of his name, he has bestowed upon you all the authorities, the mantles, the capacities, the powers, the doors that open to him now open to you. So if that man commands, in the realm of the spirit, the man commands a battalion of angels, when you come and you say you come in the name of that person, that means those entourage that follow that man just in the, in the spirit moment, becomes your backup. 
accused to God's authority because possible in nothing claim. So the Bible says, this water is gathered in his name. So it should be that we gather in the name of Jesus sometimes. The implication is that the possibility that accused to God it should, should be manifest in our midst. That is a testament to the fact that it is the name of Jesus that we are gathered to. Now it's not just a name. And it's not enough for it to be an identity. It is much more that it is an authority under which we, we, we walk and with which we interface with reality. Now, the implication of that is this. A man cannot just come and give you his name. Now, remember, we are looking at the system of God's approval. And when God has really approved the person, he puts his name on that person. I'm trying to show you that it's beyond identity. Because what God calls putting his name on you is just beyond giving you identity. It's beyond naming you, giving you a name. I know some of us, yeah, it's not bad. Some of us go and change our name. I believe in that we did, we change our own name. You know, but that's not really where the reality lies. The reality is the spirit's stuff. So when there is a change of identity in the spirit, you can now come in the physical and change it. Then it will write together. But you know all these people are being, you call some of these, you know, uh, Balaam prophets. You know Balaam now? The people that they are, they are God is their belly. They will come and say that they carried the, the shrine that is in your father's house. The shrine is still there. What they took was the temple, the physical temple. The real spirit that are still there. That's, yeah. They, in fact, there is a case. They took out the place, but the priest that is having that altar still knows what to do. He just come and do it. What is working was still working. But they didn't see any physical thing. The power and the authority is not in physical substance. So when God gives you his name, that means there are battalions of angels that God has in his, in his authority. That, that's the thing at least to you. So God can put his name on you. And the, the reality of his name that he put on you can be his level. Now, I want to see that. I can show you from the scripture. I don't have time. I don't have time. Because when God was speaking to Moses, he said, Moses said, it so be that I have found favor before you. What did he say? Show me your glory. When God passed before you, what did he say? He just revealed his name. Revealed his goodness. That means that what Moses was seeking is purple, and all those dimensions was, he was seeking is factored in his name. When God now puts that name on you, that thing in that dimension becomes the name of the Lord of you. So when you experience the dimension of purple that, that is only possible to God, the implication of that is that his name has been put upon you. At that moment, nobody can fight. It's not about fight. He has given it, he has given it. Some of those prayers, God will see as if he kept quiet. That's why before God asked that Moses, he said, I will even do this thing that you asked. Imagine God is saying, I will do it. If he says that it is not something we will come and do all the time. Yeah. I know that there is there are many we are born again and we are born into the family of God. And in a legacy, we are granted the authority of Jesus Christ, which 
put in the spiritual dimension, the name of the Lord has not been put on the lives of people. When the name of the Lord is put upon you, there are some people the seal of God's protection has been put on their life. If you like, let this this house outside, they will come out with their life. That is, they did, they, it's not even that you pray. Yeah, there are people that went for crusade. How many of you have heard that news? They went for crusade admissions and all of them in that bus died. What happened? Is it that God is great? No. Read the book of Psalms chapter 1. 
you are reading. One thing, read all of them. Some of us, wait, if you are with your Bible, open your Bible. Please. Please tell us, come to Bible. Come to church without opening Bible. Somebody came to somebody's house and hid one of his properties inside the Bible. And the people said they stole his property. They were looking for the pastor. Why did you steal our property? The pastor came back one year later and they asked him, that thing we gave you that day to use, did you take it home? He said, no. I put it inside your Bible. For one year, they didn't open that Bible. <laughs> so Christians come to church. Their Bible is very new. They have not been touched. They pride in the fact that their Bible is it's not touched. No, there is no pride in that. I have ransacked many Bibles. I have kept them. I have souvenirs. The way I handle my Bible, I pity that Bible. Yeah, I pity the Bible. I handled it. I handled it. Ready, 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 ready. Because even without the anointing, the Bible says that the reading of the Scripture has the capacity to make you wise. Yeah, follow, follow us. Down at my right hand. Until I make the enemies. Yeah. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Root down in the midst of thy enemies. Yeah. Thy people shall be willing in the days of thy power. My God. In the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Mm-hmm. Thou hast now wait. Everybody, are you with me? Look at that verse of the Lord. Are you ready? The Lord has sworn. And you know the thanks. Thou art a priest forever after the honor of Melchizedek. Just something, it's okay. My emphasis is. A few things happen. And the scripture said there that the Lord has what? Sworn. The problem, when, when, when we read scriptures like this, the problem is that we don't even understand the character of God. That's why God is massive. You'll be making some prayers. Massive God, He'll be checking your heart. That's why David came to a point. He said, Try my heart. That's my reins. And see if there is any evil way there. Because there are things God says that you don't even see. If we give us, if we give us to write about ourselves, a lot of us will give ourselves. The very day that God begins to take you seriously, the day you recognize that there is nothing good in you. That's when God will begin to reveal His goodness to you. You remember Isaiah? How many of us remember Isaiah? From chapter 1 to chapter 5, he was prophesying. He was saying, Woe unto you, woe unto you. From place to place, until one day, God revealed His holiness to him. And he said, Ah, woe unto me, for I am undone. You know, you know, God is undone, huh? You are cooking things, and that is supposed to last two hours, and you cook it for 30 minutes and brought it up. Who will eat it? If you eat it, you can eat it too. You will end up in, at, at UNTH, you know, and then doctors will be ministering to you and all those things. So, he said, Woe to me, for I am undone. He has been saying, Woe to people. The holiness of God was revealed to him. He turned to himself and said, Woe to me. Yeah. Because when we make, when we make uh, comparisons, it is not about the comparison, it is with who. If it's with people, you can pass. You can be better than me. The question is, if 
if you are better than me, there is still somebody who is better than you. But there is only one righteous God. There is only one holy God. And in, in comparison to his to his Thank you. 
that can happen to you now, your life will just turn around. The point I'm trying to make from this scripture is that God, God is not in a hurry to put his name on you. That's why when people fast, I told you of how I fasted for 13 months. That's why when people fast for two weeks, they say, Where is God? It seems as if this God is not at. I will die here. You know, you will come and say, God, God, if you don't answer me this week, I will, I, will, I will drop my Bible. Drop it now. If you drop it, many people will pick it up. But you don't know. The minute you are dropping it, what are you taking the matter? Because once God has, there is a desire he has in his heart. When that desire is born, he fashions out a plan. And when that plan is coming into place, he obeys you as an instrument to which that plan will find expression. But once God has hatched a plan in his heart, nothing can stop him from coming to pass. Yeah, he can decide to use you. And by one reason or the other, you can deform of the matter with one and another person. Yeah, when they killed Jesus, they thought that that's where it ended. By the killing of Jesus, they, they spread the mantle to countless women. We have received also of pastor ministry because Jesus died. So you pray, you pray. I know you have asked, but you the Bible said sometimes the reason why we have not received is because we are not striving to be shedding of blood. You don't know how what it takes to resist of things. They said they caught a prophet on a campus one day. He was wearing only pants and he was moving with his back and doing incantations in the campus in the night. And you just come in the morning and think you are defending with them. You don't know anything. That's why you think you go to put them place in place for it. It is not when you come you pick. No. That's it. The, the church has not been well taught. Is maybe maybe it's that chapter, Jehovah chapter. No, if you walk with God, he doesn't just give you anything. Because you know the implication. Once God gives you that thing, he has given you. When you get to receive power from God, even when He fell from grace, that power has not been taken away from the devil. Yeah, you can notice the thing that is wrong with your life. It's a testament to the fact that the devil still has power. Because God has given that power. He cannot take it. The Bible says, for the calling and the gift of God is without repentance. You know, those days we used to interpret it that God gives you for the evil with time before you are born again. That's not the real meaning of that. It's possible your inclination is to be a pastor even before you are born again. But that's not the meaning of that scripture. The scripture means that if God has called you, Mama, He has called you. He has called you. There is no thinking about it. If He has blessed you, He has seen. If He has opened up for you, He has opened that door for you. If he has anointed you, he has anointed you. That's why sometimes he keeps, he keeps you in the place of prayer and fasting and waiting. He, he's not, sometimes it's not even for you to receive anything. How long does it take God to do something? I said it doesn't take God eternity to do something eternal. In a moment of time, your life can be shaped. Just a moment of time. Just, just a moment of time. Your life can be turned around. God does most times is that He increases our capacity to act to, to 
comporte et non. We want money. It's possible there is a level of elevation God can give you something. And it will hinder your, your advancement in God. Remember, the Bible says, if you are not faithful in, an, in your righteous normal, who will commit to you through this? The implication is that there are things that God count more important than money. Than money. So he said, if, if I can't trust you with the real things, if, if I can't trust you with mammon, how can I trust you with, with two riches? So don't look in your heart because the Bible says is the one that tries the reins of our heart and trusts it and finds out that he has still things remaining. If I give this guy 100 million, he will just go. I remember those days my dad told me that when they were in business, a man, a guy, he, you know, is a wheelbarrow putter. He came one place one day and he said, they were talking about business is long ago. But even if it's wrong, they could say, that the guy said that ha, they were talking about money. So, you know, young men now are talking about money. Say, nah, if God gives me, if, if somebody gives me one million, I will just run back. Imagine, imagine that. One million there, he will run back. What is not even enough for? I saw somebody, he bought a clothes. This Nigerian position, they said one one cloth that my this one is heavier than me. They said it's nine hundred and something thousand. One cloth, one cloth. And somebody said if they give you one million, give the wrong man. Uh, it's obvious that the problem is not the giver. The giver won't give you because it loves you. You don't want to go mad. And to that person can go mad. Yeah, people have been giving fifty million and they printed. You have to rush them to hospital to resuscitate them. Because they didn't believe that this thing can happen to you. That's why you need to enlarge your practice. The Bible says that there is a measuring line that an angel came to measure. He said, No, 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 no. Send another angel to come meet that person. Tell him that the boundaries of the city of God will not be measured. Because it's boundless. Your capacity is, is, you receive according to your capacity.
this group of those people, they are going, they are, they took them, they gave them a lot of titles and a lot of things, and they are put out of their reordination that is in God. When you function out of your ordination in God, there is no grace to sponsor you. That's why some people, some people want to be pastors and they are struggling with fasting, they are struggling with prayer. If they remember that today's Bible study, your heart is deep. No, receive grace. The Bible says that we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved. You don't understand. You are called into a kingdom. The foundation, the structure of the kingdom is even better. It's not like, it's not the one that man builds. You know, we can remove this window and put another structure. You know, the kingdom cannot be moved. The scripture now says, receive grace. Because the kingdom cannot be moved, there is only one way to interface with the realities of that kingdom. It is grace. So, the, 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 your ordination is, is manifest in the grace that you have received. Who can say you have ordination in a certain dimension without the accompanying grace? That passes it on. It is grace that proves your ordination. In fact, you know, those days they said that if you are 30 years in God, then you grow. You know, the more years is the day. I tell you, it does, it's not two years old. There are people that are 30 years, they are babies. Because they have no received grace to function in their ordination. Now, the Bible says, and he ordained to us. You know the reason why you have not received grace sometimes? It's same as if a lot of things are not working. They, it, the reason is that you have not even you have not even entered the realities of your ordination. Some of the people, some of the people have seen it because after I am dead. There is intercessory mantle that will fall. Some of the people here God called you as an intercessor. You have not been doing it. You are asking for many things, many things. You didn't know that your lifting is in your ordination. That it is from that channel that grace is so in the kingdom of God, we function by grace. The grace I'm saying is not God and sin. No, if you are able to do anything in, in the kingdom of God, it is by grace. So, no, the Bible Paul speaking says that I am the least of all the apostles, but I labor more than they all. Yes, not I, but the grace of God that is what to work in me. So it's imagine for you to level, you need grace. For you to function in your ordination, you need grace. It is that grace that sponsors it. Because there are days I will wake up. The way I pray, the way I pray, I know that normal human beings don't pray that way. If somebody has seen me and said, You're not a human being. And I know, at those instances, something supernatural has taken a hold of me. Part of the reason why I preach, the way I preach, is not, I think, I, you know, some people learn how to preach. I know I've studied on humanities and all those things. Abominatives, but that's not what made me to preach like this. There is an anointing. What it me? I become another man. And then it begins to come. Like I speak to you now, it's like a valve, a pipe that is open from heaven. That's why I can speak in this tongue. In a few seconds, where I will say, we just enter. And you'll be saying it. And as you're saying it, the anointing of God will be resting on me. And it will be entering the hearts of men. It is because I have received grace to function in my ordination. 
left their motivation, they are not dead. The Bible says, and God is now in the garden of heaven and is called Adam, Adam, where are Cool. 
where God wants to deal with us in Colossians 8 to a place where He will put us from sin in this sin. And then we are in contact with the same spirit that supports those spirits. So that when we come out, we can repeat them. Not because we lack the duties. We are taught uh, when you know now. How many of you have been told? I'm sorry to shock us. That's where I came Paying your tithes and all those things is once you do it, you'll be rich. That's how you make it. If you tell yourself the truth, I don't want to open. No, the, the, and my tears come shaking the table. I don't want to shake the table. Because I know if we were truthful to ourselves, there is no direct resource, direct upliftment that you get from paying tithes. Now, go and show somebody mercy and tell him just to pay your tithe. That's the basis of my blessing. In God, we use that is a subjective revelation. All these things we do, principles for man, is subjective revelation. God has to take you to a place where He reveals it to you. So even if you're a pastor, like I'm one, and I want my members to invite the culture of time pain and all those things, I need to take them to a place where they, one after another, have a subjective revelation that in this to improve this. God has promised me that He gives him up until that point. That thing is not, is not for you. Yeah. That the Bible says everybody is healed doesn't mean it's talking to you. That the Bible says you are blessed doesn't mean it's talking to you. You have to come to a point that is subjective. And from what you're saying, the Bible says that Jesus tempted that my identity. So sometimes it takes a process for God to reveal that dimension of it to you. And then you come out to speak with a certain level of authority because you know the one that you have encountered in this great place. So sometimes I come out and I look and I tell people that I can I know, I know that there is something called the fire of the spirit. When I, if I thought I say Holy Ghost fire, I can't say Holy Ghost fire because it's a sharp fire. No, I encounter. Lead us to eternal 
somebody come and help me and sing this song. I need to sing it. There is a nation's path that God needs to take us to. In fact, some of the things that we think are missing, they are not new. It is still the same thing that God is doing. So whenever He wants to do it, He just takes us back again. And then He begins to show us a few of those secrets that we need to enter into it. That's why the scripture says, and He called them that they might be with Follow the narration. 
Okay. What do you say? What do you say? The Lord has not appeared unto you. <laughs> and the Lord said unto you, What is that in thy hand? And he said, A rock. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and he became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Put forth thy hand, and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hands, and caught it, and he became a rod in his hand. Verse 5. That they may believe that the Lord, God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, had appeared unto thee. And the Lord said, Furthermore, unto him, Put now thy hand into thy bosom. And he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, behold, it was leprous as snow. And he said, Put thy hand into thy bosom again. And he put his hand into his bosom again, and plucked it out of his bosom. And behold, it was found again as his, own, as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass, if there will not be anything, neither happen unto the Lord. Okay, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Let's stop it. Now, I want to make a point. When God approves a man, there is an evidence that he has done it. Remember the question that Moses asked. He said, yeah, I know that I've encountered him, but if I go there, who will I tell the children of Israel? Yeah. How will the normal person know that I have encountered God? That something tangible has happened in my life. Is it not that there, there must be something evidential that is a proof? It's not as if God's approval is tied to that evidence. But that evidence is a proof for humans to know. God said, yeah, 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 you are correct, you are correct. Let me give you an evidence. He said, what is it? What, what are you holding in your hand? He said, a rod. A rod. If God wants to start honoring, if he tells him, he will take you to a place, a new dimension. There must be evidence of that. You must start seeing it. There must be evidence to show. Oh, somebody received evidence. This This week. For some of you, it might be evidence of, of money. Now, my God. Lift up your hands. Let me prophesy to your life. Please. I don't know why this thing is coming to my, my hands. I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy money into your account. In the name of Jesus Christ. There is an anointing upon me now. I don't do this, but from me now. And I prophesy favor, financial favor for you. Financial favor for you. Financial favor for you. Financial favor for you. The interest of God are mobilized now. They 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 are mobilized now. I prophesy money into your account. In the name of Jesus. Now let's go back to what we say. Now, if God says something, there was an evidence to prove. If God said, I'm not pretty as a prophet of the nations. There must be an evidence to show that that very thing is true. We are discussing in the morning, but big Bible study, you know. And I told them about a friend of mine that came and said, One day, God called him and said, Show him a lot of the relations among those students. This thing may come to visions. He said, Some of the big men of God came and prayed for him. You know, and all those things. So he thought he has arrived in this. 
people who said they will come back and say, I pray for them. And all those big men of God and all that. You don't know what you are saying. It's just like saying you had an encounter with Jesus. Or you encountered an angel. You encountered a power of fire. Well, there is a way to see it. If the proof of intimacy is that there must be an offspring. There is nothing, if there is nothing like it. If the proof that now it is true that something might be going on between husband and wife. But when a child comes forth, it's a proof of their intimacy. It's a validation to the fact that they are husband and wife. If so be that you are intimate with Jesus, where is the proof? That's why they are not believing you. That's why they are still doubting your God. When God approves the man, if through the years approve the man, please say to the institution. When Jesus encounters you, if it's true that he has encountered you, evidence to you. If Jesus said, I have made thee a prophet, if it's true that he has made thee a prophet, there's an evidence to show. You begin to trust him, he will take you to the realms of the spirit, where you will speak to the, the cosmos, and they begin to shift and align. The mantle you are giving, the grace that you are giving, is step up down to handle those situations. God cannot tell you you will feed, you will feed up fast. You don't even have money to feed your family. It's error. Something is wrong. Something wrong. Something wrong. You you are not getting it. You missed a step in your process. You need to go back. You know we talked about process. You missed a step. Missed a step. When you missed a step, some of us that went to university, if you fell one course and went to UNM. <laughs> some lecturers will tell you that the, the lines in the park that they will keep it for 10 years. In fact, one entered and told us that our our destiny is in his hands. Am I the only one that has heard it? If you have heard it. Ah, yeah. So I'm saying it's not as if it's a new list. Come on now. My God. If you have come to any public tertiary institution in Nigeria, you must, even if you have not heard it in words, you would have heard it in action. Somebody came and said, Your destiny is in my hands. Uh, so it's normal. <laughs> so if there is an approval for him in life, there is a proof of it. If I come and tell you that God called me, something, one thing or the other must show for that God. There is something must show. In fact, I remember those days I came back. My mother was not where they ordained me. But she called me pastor for the first time. Not because they ordained me pastor. She's not that type of person. She calls you pastor because you are you are that thing in the spirit. That's how she does that. If you are not, she can't she said she can't get herself to that point. She said one thing. She was praying, 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 and the man she has nine. It's a revelation that God gave her years ago. He said, one of those days, I appeared. And I appeared with one white suit. Shining with light. When she saw me, she knew I have encountered somebody. Yeah, I encountered somebody. One of those days. Let me not tell you. 
There are many encounters for men to be made. There are series of encounters that should be granted. For every season in your life, God will grant you fresh encounters to bring you to new realms. You know, God was taken to Ezekiel, telling him the way to enter into the fullness of his prophetic ministry. He told him, Go and break this type of bread. He said, You'll be taking it measure by measure in time. There were encounters you had before that brought you to this place. I mean, there's the level of result you have. Where you are going is not a problem again. I don't know about you, but somebody like me is not. Some days are not enough. Sometimes you come for meetings and people will tell you they have been fasting and praying for 40 days that God will move around their life. And you look at yourself and you start weeping. They are expecting that when you come, sickness and things will be broken. That's when you know that you need fresh encounter. There are problems that people will bring to you. You, you need fresh encounter. Yeah, there were days you can, you know, those days. The anointing came first on us. I will come to, you know, and people will be coming on that power. The thing is sweeping me. Oh, and now later on, they come, came with life issues. My sister has been married for five years, no issue. It needs to be handled. That's real life issue. I have taken jobs for five years. I've not gotten admission. It's a real life issue. I was stupid and somebody came and stabbed me and I woke up and asked that again. It's a real life issue. You need to have a new measure. The new measure of encounter for you to handle that situation. So in season, God measures you encounters for us so that we have the wherewithal to handle what it takes in that capacity that you have been brought into. Because if God doesn't measure it, you will fall down. You know this small child can carry a pen. If you give him one gallon, he can't carry it. That he can carry a pen has the capacity to carry something. A pen doesn't mean he can carry one gallon of water. So for from us to be brought into the place, you will be able to carry this new thing that is coming on us. God will this this year can't us. For some of us, you, you know. For example, you can be married, newly married, your children can be in primary school and others. Your 50,000 naira salary can be able to, 70,000 can be able to take care of you comfortably. Until four people are in the university at the same time. That's when you know you need a new layer of financial open doors for you to be able to account for the things that is facing you. You need to know the God that has used men so that He will put His seed upon your life. I want you to pray the next two minutes. Ask God to put your seed upon my life. Put your seed upon my life. Put your seed upon my life. Let people see me and run away. Let, let the things that, that I'm afraid of become afraid of me. Because of your seed, your name upon my life. Come to God.
all the chains will fall off. Oh, you don't know what is coming. I see fire. That fire will drop, will burn up everything that is not of God. We need to just burn it, burn it, burn it. Financial might and power. 
Haven't you seen people that have financial might and power? It is not, oh, no, you don't become those things because you work too hard. If we used to say, if you want to see people who work at the hardest, you look for the way barrel pictures. They work the hardest. But they come back with just peanuts. No, it's not, it's not hard work, it's wise work. That is the wisdom that comes from God as an approval upon your life. Why are you playing? Now, it becomes an approval of God upon your life. For me, it can vary. For another person, it can be another person. For another person, it can be another person. For Jesus, he needed to be miracles, signs and wonders. If you are a preacher here, and your ministry is not approved by miracles, signs and wonders, uh, if these things are not there, you are not yet approved. You need approval. I'm not here to doubt whether you are called. I'm here to say that for every person that has been approved of God, there, there, is, there is an implement to show. For some people, they say, once this person is here, this one will happen. We know, we know this one will happen. Just as how this person, if he is here, this thing will happen, happen. You know, they talked about Jesus. They said that when Lazarus died, Martha said, Master, if you are here, my brother will have died. It is an acknowledgement of the fact that inside that man is a capacity to do something in this case. It's not a doubt. There is no doubt about that. It is the seed of approval that is of the life of Jesus. So I prophesy into your life. The seal of God's approval comes on you in the name of Jesus. So. There must be one thing that God will manifest so strong in your life that anytime people do you know that ah, there are things that will be happening in your life that's how people will know you. Sometimes it's even on the bad case. The Bartinians, his name is actually Bartinians. But because of his blindness, they call him blind Bartinians. It is not because his name is blind Bartinians. It is because of the blindness. It is the wrong case. The same way somebody can be rich. And there is a guy in those days that is called Ezeko. Uh, it has swallowed his name. Money has swallowed his name. Some people is anointed, anointed. In fact, sometimes there is a measure of grace that can come on you. Some people that are called into ministry. Your pastoral grace has become so evident that before you have even said anything to somebody, they know you are a pastor. It is because it is so evident. In fact, if you like, come and go and hide at the back. It will bring you out. If their pastoral grace goes upon you, it is evident with their attendant grace. The approval of that ministry must be on you. It is the approval of that ministry that puts a testament to the fact that you are called into that ministry. It is not the talk. Yeah. In fact, you, the name, the nomenclature of apostle doesn't mean anything. It is an office. And that office has some things that approves it. Paul was talking about his apostolic ministry. He said that with mighty deeds, signs and wonders, I have proved my apostleship among you. So we took a lot of signs. 
people, there is some things, a few bucks you need in your life to prove, to prove, to prove, to prove God is Jesus, a man approved of God. I don't know the approval you need from God today. I don't know the approval. If I be in school, and what you need is, is to project the best class. But my calling to the political sector, all you need is an approval. It, it, it can take only one connection. Only. Only. You can be, you can be not say that you are called into ministry. Have you, have you been, you know that you are called to help some people and you come there, you don't have the capacity to help them. You try, 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 it's not working. <laughs> you, you need approval. You struggle. You struggle for these people to believe in your call. No, it's not struggle. If it's there, it's there. When it's there, people run after it. Believe me, people run after it. They will be waking you up in the morning. You know, I was telling, I was telling you something. Somebody called me around 5 a.m. I said, I said, my dad is dying. He said, the dad, the eye is already entering inside. He's the wife. He's already giving up the ghost. When I lifted up my voice to pray, I said, the spirit of death, that the spirit is already going. I called the spirit back, call it back, call it back. And the spirit came back. Pray for him. Before you know it, I, I, I pray for him again that, that he will enter his body. The person sent me text around 6 a.m. I was giving testimony in this one is in that one. As I'm praying, the person that is giving up the ghost came back. That is the first one. The second one that happened is that early in the morning. Before then, they immediately also the announced and they announced them and text. The people. I don't know how they do it. He said the low, the low one is too low. And the high one is too high. I don't know how it works. And if, if some of us that know what it means, know the implication. The low one is too low. The high is too high. He said after the prayers and after some time, the whole thing and life is clear. In fact, the man started talking and was telling people, go talk with me, I'm okay now. I'm okay with the person that has died. The spirit is already going away. When I wanted to pray, I see the spirit going away. He said, Mark, to anything that is dead on your life will come alive today in the name of Jesus. I said to you, anything that is dead in your life comes back alive in the name of Jesus. Anything that is dead in your business, in your ministry, in your body, in your family, I call it back to life now in the name of Jesus. I call it back to life now in the name of Jesus. I call it back to life. 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 In the name of Jesus. Jesus went to the temple of Lazarus and said, Lazarus, comfort. They have been telling that person has said from this. No. He said, Lazarus, comfort. I want you to lift up your I don't know what you want from God. I'll give you five minutes to ask you. I don't know what you are expecting from God. 
When God knows your heart, the preacher doesn't know your desire. He has sometimes to receive word of knowledge, the prophetic words in our life. He can look at you and think this is your no 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 no. You know what you want from God. Express that desire.
I don't have time again. I want you to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Every limitation that has held him back before now. Yeah, sometimes we are not right, it's not because we are not making effort. But sometimes we are put back. Sometimes that thing puts us in a vicious circle. That circle will be broken now. You never, never, never. When it's time for you to pray for you are put back again, you start from the beginning. It's the work of darkness. It's the work of the devil. It's an orchestration. Some of them are factored in our foundation. Today, that thing is going to break in the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to talk to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, you pray for us. You pray for us. You pray for the mountain.
five years, some of you ten years. It is time for God to approve you. I say it's time. I want you to cry out to God. It's time for God. Don't wait again. Approve my life. Put your seal of approval upon my life. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. This is my season. This is my season. This is my season. And I'm starting faithfully. I am starting faithfully. Some of you are starting faithfully. You have been faithfully giving. You have been faithfully sacrificing for the kingdom. In time for your improvement is here. Your lifting has come. Your lifting has come.
yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it, that's it. In Christmas, especially the few people. Enter, centers, 